to another edition of Porch Beers with the Lynx. Uh, I know it's it's always uh, an exciting conversation about where we're at, and uh, tonight, playing a home game for Andy. We are live in the Scoots. Live in the Scoot after watching a wonderful basketball game at St. T's tonight. St. T's really laid it to Holy Childhood. Yeah, they uh, they got 17, was 17-10. 17-10. It yeah. was literally 35 more points than I thought was going to be scored. In total in the game, or 25. So, I'm not good at math. <laughs> I'm just not good at you math. You thought the score was going to be negative eight, huh? I, do they take points away from bad shots? <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, yeah, but I got to witness uh, Audrey get her first foul tonight. That uh, was exciting. Yeah, she uh, she got a little more aggressive in the second half, I think. First half, you know, she's a little more timid. Second half, she got a little more comfortable. And defense is definitely where I think she yeah. is better. I uh, I enjoyed the fact that she should have got a second foul when she actually left hooked one of the players with the ball. <laughs> she did, but the ref did not see it. No, nope, not paying attention didn't happen then. <laughs> I mean, she just cold cocked her. <laughs> and you know what? She wasn't afraid to reach in there and try and steal the ball away from uh, from a couple of those players either. Isn't that called reaching in? I think I always got that called on me. You know, uh, potato, potato. Okay, pretty sure that's what you chalk it up to. I think people just made up fouls when I was playing anyway because I was so good they had to. Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, you had a distinct advantage over them, so they had to level the playing field. Right. What, with my blistering speed? Yep. Great ball handling skills. <laughs> and just an eye for the game. Like, I just see plays develop before they happen. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I, most people have described me as a young Alonzo Mourning Wow, I, I had heard they reminded you of David Eckstein playing basketball. That's a that's a good comp. <laughs> I'm hustly, I'm gritty, super white. Can't jump? Can't I can not jump. Yeah. <laughs> what do we call it? The round mound of rebound? Yes. Okay. Alright. There we go. Yeah, that's what I yeah, that's what I was called. <laughs> I like to I like to get into the paint. Is what I like to do. Now I'm I know I'm using terms that not everybody's used to. No, no. Because I really know basketball. I've never heard that before. I like to drive the rock to the hole. Whoof, whoof. Can you yep. put this more in layman's terms? Sometimes there are uh, shots that miss the hoop. Those are called air balls. Wow. Yeah. Oh look, our first guest of the evening is joining us. It's Kristen Link. <laughs> Not really guessed. Hey, did you know that there's another season of The Great coming out? Oh, well, that is fantastic. New breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. That's what we do on this show. We talk hoops and... And Hulu updates. And, and Hulu updates. And it's a segment. Hoops it, and Hulu. Hoops and Hulu. Wow, wow, and wow. <laughs> we got to get the sponsors. This is, this is really great for... You know, two years from now when we're listening to it. Yes. And, uh, Third or four seasons out. And yep. Yep. You know what? It's evergreen. This whole episode. Oh, yeah. This whole, this whole thing is evergreen. Absolutely. So. Especially considering when we bring on our actual real next guest, who's not here yet. I am excited about it because he's well known as like a life Sherpa <laughs> of life and love. I tell you what. Sticking around after softball games just to hear his wisdom 
on, uh, again, life, love, whatever. Whatever comes your way. It was fantastic. He's given me moves that I've used. <laughs> he has... He's just taught me a lot. So, but but we want to tease him now. We don't want to actually, like, get too far ahead of ourselves, I guess. But we do have a fascinating guest coming up. Yep, and it's going to be uh, an entire segment de- dedicated to questions from you guys, from the audience, seeking advice on whatever problems that, you know, are out there that you need help yeah, with. So just send in your uh, your texts, send in your emails, and, and uh, we'll get your, uh, your stuff answered. You know what? I, I must say that was not Dave groaning. That was the dog. <laughs> Because we are now watching my parents' dog. We are. Good dog, but boy, is he noisy. He likes to, uh... That dog talks in his sleep. He groans and whines in his sleep. What, uh... Okay, so when he talks in his sleep, what is he talking about? Well, I mean, he groans and whines. It's a dog talk. Okay. I, you know. And, old boy, man, when he, like, scratches himself, he shakes the room (laughs) it's so violent and at three in the morning all you want to do is hit him with a pillow and go dude go do that outside does he sleep in the bed with you no he's too big okay no but he curls up at the the foot of the bed and sleeps plus the uh the new cat tiny pete likes to sleep on my legs so 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 you have multiple animals in your bedroom no just yes yeah in the bedroom but only tiny pete sleeps on the bed okay all right and where do the other cats sleep on stan's bed both of them yeah pretty sure Hmm. okay he's got a whole cat brothel going on upstairs so uh you know obviously since we talked about this last uh or maybe since we've gotten together last you're now more accustomed to your new job Tell us about it. How are things going? Uh, actually, pretty well. I can't really complain. You know, the, uh, you know, it's nice to get off work and not have any stress. Like, I just kind of forgot about what happened during the day. I don't have those moments where I go, oh, God, what fresh hell awaits me tomorrow? Now, is that more because of you're no longer a supervisor and have to worry about five mm. other people's business? Or is it because of... The workload, the both caseload. Um, it's the caseload. It's the it's no one's calling me. I, as I was talking to you today on the phone, uh, I've received in my three weeks that I've worked here thirty seven calls, and uh, I think twenty five of them were you. <laughs> so that just shows how few phone calls I get. It's fantastic. <laughs> now there's a lot of emails because now that I'm handling like work comp claims from Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and Kosovo, like can only email them and and you know there is the the downside i think we kind of talked about earlier where it's like before you knew all of your claimants names and you'd be like that that name would trigger something yes and now and again i don't mean this in like an offensive way but it's kind of like word soup or letter soup whenever it, it you... does it's very hard for it's very hard adjusting to recognizing and differentiating like foreign names yeah like yeah. so I like of the 139 guys I have, like 20 of them have either Muhammad in their first name or their last name, which is tricky because it's in both. Like it'd be different if their last name was just like Muhammad, which could be Smith, right? You got 10 Smiths in your in your roster, but it's a first or a last name. So then it gets really tricky when you're reading like the email subject line of which one did they put first? Yeah, yeah. And since then the second name doesn't make any more sense to me like visually i can't really tell 
clue they're talking about. Well, and it sounds terrible, but it's just adaptation, right? Like, it's just not what I'm used to. And you're getting doctor's notes that are written in a foreign language. Not just a foreign language, but, like, in a foreign alphabet. I mean, it's it's not like it's, like, in German or Spanish that you could kind of recognize a few things here or there. Uh, it is in Arabic. Like, in Arabic words and letters and like I stand no shot no shot <laughs> so that it's it's all kind of like just getting used to it but like I mean even if it was in German or Spanish I'd still have to send it off to get translated right well yeah yeah and do I assume obviously being that the bulk of your business takes place overseas you have a special team of translators for everything yeah. correct yeah they, they're on call all the time do you ever have to speak with a claimant or an injured worker and like go through that whole thing not to it's, bore people no no it's actually almost it's actually impossible to almost talk to them in person because of the time difference time difference and either they don't have phones or their phone numbers have too many numbers uh, in it uh. i had one that had 12 numbers in it today and it might have been a typo i don't know but he lived in lebanon and i don't know what their phone number system is what do you dial to get there so you know, you can't really just dial them up. <laughs> Not only that, they're sleeping. They're on the other side of the world, uh, right? Good point. Good point. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole set of new interesting problems. But I'll tell you what, new interesting problems are better than the same old ones where you kind of feel like you're just uh, living Groundhog's Day every day. Yeah, I was going to say hamster wheel, but yeah, that that's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You wake up and you hear that uh, Sonny and Cher song of take my little hand in mine or take your little hand in mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a thing. Yep. And you show up to the same seven emails every morning. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yep. The CEO of the company telling you how great you are, but you're probably not going to receive a bonus this year. No. No. Oh, and we're going to work on Christmas. <laughs> But I had this great clairvoyant thought of napkins. Napkins. You do can, you fold it or do you want it? And what does this say about that person? Well, it's a personality thing right there. Do they make better employees if they fold their napkins? <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, Be better, bro. Yeah. Uh, the disconnect from upper management to employees is so, so great sometimes. Yep. No, like there's no self-awareness no that's that's where it is there's no self-awareness with those people and i know that happens in every company I, I get i get the same type of emails from our ceo now they're not as now uh, your ceo is joe biden right yes correct okay. yes he sends us personal emails right no like whoever runs our company he sends us emails to everybody saying these are my thoughts for the day and let's go team but i just delete them like they don't make me viscerally angry i used to read the old ones just to get mad and and i don't <laughs> i don't do that to myself i i deleted them i just delete them right away I, the only time i would read them is when you would send it to me being like look at this effing stuff look at this a-hole right here what is he saying oh my gosh and that's when I would take the time to read it and then rectificate right. back with you. Because there was a few clunkers in there where he didn't say anything completely unself-aware and yeah. stupid. The pandemic was really the height of it with, you know, the CEO being trapped in his third home in Florida. Yeah. 
And, you know, only having the beach to escape to. Yeah. And, you know, just missing Chicago. Yeah, me too, bud. Yeah. I, I only had the beach to escape to as well. I miss being back in, you know, in Chicago and going into the office whenever I needed to. Oh, it was glorious. Oh, man. Now all I have to do is fall asleep here on the beach and read a book and oh, it's just the worst. The worst. <sighs> yeah, I think I spent my time uh, playing video games online with my friends, so definitely not the beach and that's when my connection worked that's when your internet was okay (laughs) oh shoot yep so yeah that's uh that's the new job and the old job and wrap that all right up yeah and uh we uh we officially sold our house done over with tell you what man i know you've done it before but having that weight lifted off is so nice like you just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah with with them to find something wrong or you know them to discover this hidden thing you had and not hidden but like something wrong that you don't know about and um the fact that it's all done now ah god dude we popped a bottle of champagne it was great and it's just not have the the worry of it of like uh of like having it be put off yeah. Like, oh, God, this could take another week for me to get my money, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just good to be done. You don't have to think about it. You, there's no way you have to move anything else out of that house. No, Oh, that's, yeah, there's always seemingly one more thing, one more thing. you got to get out of there. Yeah. And, and now it's done. Then it got to the point where it's like, I'm just going to leave this for them, and they can deal with it. <laughs> These giant, giant speakers that I don't really have a use for, sure, you guys can keep them. Kind of like how you uh, you got left a uh, jukebox. A jukebox, a fridge, and a freezer, which are actually useful things. Yeah, the fridge especially. The yeah. jukebox is not particularly useful. No. I saw some of the CDs that were in there. There was there's actually only four CDs in there, but he did leave behind an entire CD book. Oh. And it had, uh, you know, some jukebox favorites <coughs> in there, man. I'm going to... Fleetwood had, Max uh, Dreams. Uh, Garth Brooks, I've Got Friends in Low Places. Nice. I think that is a jukebox underrated hit. Yep. You know, I mean, we can just put that on in your garage. And, uh, flat break everything down. Yeah, absolutely. Have a few folks over. Yeah. And just karaoke the night away. Oh, we're going to karaoke too? Oh, well, I assume so. I, I mean, I don't know. I've got no karaoke machines. I mean, you can't really play that. Friends in Low Places song without everyone singing along. I assume even you know the words to that song. Enough. Enough to be dangerous. Enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Ah, The story of our lives. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's pause here. Take a quick pause, and uh, when we when we return, we'll have our guest. We we don't want to reveal who it is. Oh no. Big reveal. Big you got to keep people listening. Man, okay, time spent listening. Time there we go. spent listening. But we'll say you can ask blank anything. That's right. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. And... Andy, I'm honored. Like, sitting in between us right now is the advice guy. He's not only an advice guy of life, but love. And all the little things that get you by in your day. Big picture, little picture, doesn't matter. We have 
Carl Schwartz. Oh, man. Listen to the crowd. Uh, Standing ovation. (laughs) I'll sign those titties later. (laughs) (laughs) Honored to be on here tonight, guys. Andy, put your shirt down. (laughs) (laughs) It had a hard time signing through the hair anyway. It's a little weird. It gets caught up in the Sharpie. Especially if it's one of the clicky ones. Mm -hmm. No, and and really the... I guess the lead into this was, you know, after a couple of games of softball, Andy was like, man, you know, I'm going to go home and Kristen's not going to, you know, want to touch me or well, hang out with me or... Because my softball does nothing for her. Yeah, yeah. And so you're like, hey, I've got this move. It's 100% foolproof. Yep. And so he then went and performed a dance for us. <laughs> I believe he called it the dance of the unicorn. <laughs> And I mimicked it and went home, and you know what? I got, I, I hit a home run. Yeah. 60% of the time, it works, works every time. time. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. You know, uh, Carl, joining with you guys this year in softball, it, it was maybe one of the most fun years of softball I've had in like 10 years. Oh, wow. It was, it was fantastic. It really was. I mean, we really enjoyed it, too. You know, because it was one of those things that's been kind of a, a family thing for us for the last probably five years or so, but with jobs and people moving and everything else. Is, yeah. Well, and our team dynamics kind of fit really well. They really did. We like I think playing. that's what made it a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. we like playing, but we're not a-holes. Really. Right. For the most part. I mean, there's Josh. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> uh-huh. No, and, and honestly, the positions that you guys you guys played mm-hmm. and then were lacking players for, and then that we played and were lacking players for, fit together so well. Yeah. So it it really worked out perfectly. And uh, you were my much. you were my vote for uh, MVP. Really? Yeah. I didn't know there was even a vote for that. Uh, well, there really wasn't. Me oh. and Dave were talking <laughs> about it with uh, Cole Garrison and Janky Jakey. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, we picked our team MVP, and I think you got two of the votes, so you're the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Well, Dave was, voted for himself again. But there was yeah. it was a tie. There was well, two votes for Jake and two votes for Carl. Yeah, so I can see, were, definitely see the Jake so silly because you know he was hitting lineup and he did get a couple home runs in there. And and the you know, the was, underrated like defense he brought to the game when we were clearly lacking a shortstop man. Clearly, yeah. clearly. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta get break him out of the uh, baseball mode and get him into slow pitch softball. Get him older. And so. this is why you're our coach, our our <laughs> advice guru, here, right? Man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now there was one bit of advice that didn't go over well, and that was when I go, well, you know, I'm gonna go home and try and get some, and you go, tickler. Just walk up and tickle her. And I do believe that if I ever tickled Kristen, I'd get my ass kicked up and down the street. Uh, Like, she would slug me in the face. I've gotten kicked in the face from my lady. She absolutely hates tickling. But it it gets the juices flowing and the emotions. And that's where the best lovemaking comes out of. So she hate Fs you after that. <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> Gets the juices flowing, huh? Yeah. You know, you can't always play with the fun box or the, the tatas. You gotta, gotta mix it up, you know? Words to live by. Right now, we're already getting free advice. I I hope everybody's got their pad of paper and pencil out, because this is is good stuff. Right. 
So, Dave, you want to uh, go to our first submission that you that you received? So, our first question of the night. It was uh, it was a good one. It came in early, Carl. Okay. Um, this one comes from uh, from Jake, actually. <clears throat> the power and speed is unmatched. What's the pregame routine and workout like? Talking about for softball or life or you well, know, all of it. Well, Just my, yeah. Break well, it all down. I guess we'll start with softball, and then we'll we'll go from there, man. Well, most of softball, it's all mental. It's, hey, I need to get there, get my beer, and start, you know, stretching. You know, I don't <laughs> want to pull anything. Nope. Good so, call. You know, it's softball. You don't want to overthink it, so got to get, get the beer going, so. All right, what about uh, in life? What gets you ready for your day? What's your pregame routine for your morning? Uh, normally, it's hit about 20 alarms. You know, you don't. Don't ever start the day because your alarm tells you or life tells you. You start the day because you tell it to. Wow. So that'd make a good t-shirt. You start the day because you tell it to. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I'm gonna sleep in twenty minutes. I'm not hitting the snooze button. I'm just you know I just need to Do it let... on your own time. Exactly. You know, some days you need eight hours of sleep, some days you need two, some days you need twelve. You just gotta kinda feel it out. So do you get to set your own hours at the office? Yes. So my work, and luckily I've got a very cushy job in a sense where it, they do, because of COVID, we have a freedom to work policy where essentially as long as we're getting in our 40 hours and getting our jobs done, it doesn't matter when we do it, where we do it, or how we do it, just getting them done. So. Wow. That's pretty nice, man. Yeah, it, it's pretty incredible. And, uh. It helps. So they kind of split us up into three groups where it's office people, uh, hybrids where you're in a couple days a week, and then full telecommuters. So, um, but I'm, I'm an office guy. I'm a social man, so I need to go in and work in the office. So, Are you in uh, five days a week? Or? Yeah, I'm in five days a week. But, you know, like today I rolled in at 9.30. Yesterday I was in at 8. The day before that it was 10, so it was just kind of... Just kind of whatever the... You really don't let life tell you what uh, to do. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And and again, you know, then your your significant other doesn't care then if you start at 10 and don't get home till 6. There's no... Well, like... I mean, she'd prefer that I was home all the time. But she's a workaholic, so as soon as she gets done, she's a teacher, so as soon as she gets done, then she's there lesson planning and prepping for the next day or three, so... So it kind of my, wife's, out. my wife is a teacher too. She just comes home and takes a nap. <laughs> Pops yeah. open a bottle of wine and <laughs> pretends I'm not there. <laughs> well, she is also teaching what? German and German, high school. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been doing it for long enough that it's like clockwork. Yeah. So yeah. She, mine teaches elementary and second grade and they're a handful and she's still new, so Right on. Life hasn't beat her down yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's the next question. I've been looking for a father figure, a real role model, and I thought I found one on the bleachers at my dad's <laughs> softball night, but he keeps ignoring me. How do I get him to love me? Signed, the fat kid at softball. Oh. Well, for one thing, you're seeking your dad's attention. He's not going to give you the attention. You have to kind of earn it. If, so... But it helps to talk to them. You know, communication is key in any relationship, so, especially with your father. You know, it might be awkward. You might be fat. 
But, you know, deep down, he's your dad and he'll love you. <laughs> you just got to talk to him. Word. Wow. I, so, this this poor kid shouldn't even go, find another role model. He should go to the source and go to his own father. And to, talk it over. Yeah. Okay. So, you're saying instead of him trying to garner the attention of one of the other fathers there on the bleachers or in the dugout, he should seek his own out. Oh, I mean, at least communicate with him. But, I mean, what kind of role model is he wanting? You know, like, does he want somebody to show him how to get with the ladies, how to play softball? I think you he know just how to wants be better someone to watch life? his cards on the bleacher while he goes and runs off and dicks around doing something else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, and also randomly slap people. <laughs> Stupid fat kid on the bench. I mean, there's always a coward's way out, but I don't recommend that. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, here's our next question, Carl. How do I approach one of my softball teammates about joining my wife and I in the bedroom? We've been, par- we've been part of quite the pitching-catching combo on the field. I want to see if that chemistry carries to working together off the field. Sincerely, Rob D. Hmm. Very interesting. So, is this hypothetical or is this actual for real? Because this actually just came up in conversation yesterday. Um, So I've been watching this uh, serial killer series called You, Y-O-U, on Netflix. Highly recommended, especially if you... A fan of the literary arts but they actually explored this exact topic on introducing couples or bringing another into the relationship softball specific or just randos oh actually like best friends kind of thing okay okay. so i'd say with the softball you have core values already going and you have a strong the biggest thing is a strong relationship and why are you bringing somebody else in is it because your marriage is on the fritz and you think something spicy will make it better? Or is it one of those you just love sex and pleasure? You know? And I think he just wants to bond with his teammates. I, I kind of get that impression. But again, yeah. I can't well, speak for it. So, you know, I, I think just start it slow. Like, after the game, like, hey, man, you're pretty sweaty. You want to come over and shower or have some <laughs> extra beers? You know, and just come out of the shower naked. But, like, what do you think? And just see where the night takes you. Just see where the night takes you. You know, the thing is, it's got you got to be comfortable with yourself because you can get into another relationship. And if you're joining an already coupled relationship... Yeah, because you don't want to do the polyamory thing. You don't want to all be in love with each other. You just want to kind of have a... Right, well, and that's, well, and that's the intent, you know. Is it is it just purely sexual and, you know, raw? Or is it, like, emotional? My physical. My read on the question was he wasn't looking for a thruple. He was more looking for, you know, expanding the... Bringing some excitement into the bedroom. Yeah. Huh. You know, just... You're cool. Just bring it up. Like, hey, man, what what you doing tonight? Like, would you want to come over and bang my wife? (laughs) (laughs) Me join, you know? No, a a straightforward approach is the best, I think. I mean... I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, you're going to have to ask the question, so why beat around the bush, you know? Oh, yeah. Because if you beat around the bush, then you're just being awkward, and it just kind of, like, draws it out, and there's hesitation there. But, obviously, you're doing this, you're bringing a whole other dynamic into your relationship, and you don't want to, 
you know, complicated more than it already is. Keep it simple, you know? Like, we're just bringing somebody else in, have a little fun, you know? It's it's a, a live sex doll, you know, if if you want to treat it that way, you know? So, well, there you go, Rob D. Yeah, Rob D., you should just reach out to your battery teammate and, uh, you know, be honest with them. Straight invite forward. Him over for a shower after the game. A couple beers, show them what's doing, and you never know. Yeah. All right, Andy, you got a next question? <clears throat> I do. <clears throat> My girlfriend and I enjoy a well-constructed taco salad. We like to let the flavors frolic with one another to create a symphony in our mouths. Last Thursday, we went to a sushi place where you can eat sushi off of a nude girl. Our minds were blown, and it led to one steamy or some steamy bed play. We felt inspired to do this ourselves at home. We took our taco salad fixins to the bedroom, and there for hours, we took turns building and eating and making love. The lettuce was everywhere. The guac was slathered around our naughty bits. It was ecstasy. What kind of foods do you recommend and enjoy? Tom C. from Granite. Hmm. Well, Tom, that's a really good question. You actually, uh, can you, if you're listening, can you stop and bring me some of that tacos? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know what? That actually would actually have been a good answer for the last question, you know? Like, how do you introduce another person to the bedroom? Make a taco salad. But, you know, it, yeah, that's a good opener, right? Yeah, so... Hey, guy, making a taco salad on my wife. You want to yeah. come over? Treat it like a buffet? Yeah. Huh. So what kind of foods uh, would you recommend for them besides taco salad? Any uh, other things that strike your fancy? So, I mean, Halloween just came around, so you probably have a lot of Halloween candy floating around. Mm. So, uh, use that. Go steal your kid's candy and have fun with it. Um, put a, it's kid, good. Put it's, a Kit Kat on the nips? Oh, yeah. So, what's real nice, if, if you're into the bondage stuff, tie them up and then put, like, a Hershey bar in their mouth and tell them, do not chew, bite, or swallow. And that Hershey will just melt in their mouth. And then you go and take it out with your mouth and then rub it all over their body. And, and then, then and then does the third person lick it off their body then after you've slathered it? Well, are we, wait, are we talking about well, I don't know. people or are we just no, talking about No, you know foods, what? But... I, I introduced a third person in this scenario. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> the guy from GC, right? He's one, you know, food. And it's like, I'm guessing he wants food sexual sex points. Um, ice cream just melts and it's not good. It gets in the bed sheets. Yeah. You know what? Spaghetti is fun, but don't do white bed sheets. Spaghetti is fun. Yes. Okay. Is it, is it like, do you prefer the meatballs or do you just like, you know, just like crumbled up pork in, in there? Or do you prefer the meatball? Well, you don't even have to have the meat. I mean, you're, you got a dick, right? So you already got the meat. So it's just. Fair enough. You know, the noodles and the, the sauces, you know, it's something tantalizing and something different, you know. It, you can have it cold, you can have it hot. Now, do you mix cheese in with that, like Parmesan or mozzarella, or do you just go straight noodles and sauce? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you really want to spice it up, get that Parmesan grater and grate it on. I've never thought of this huh. as the Parmesan cheese grater as a sex toy. Huh. Yep. We're opening up new worlds. <laughs> and if you're a fine Italiano, you'll have the pepper grinder, and that end is very phallic-y looking. You know, that's, that's fair. So do you start with a side salad, like a nice Caesar, to kind of open up? Ooh, you could, but if you're already making a taco salad, I don't think you can start with a, hmm. with a right. Yeah, I mean, no, but yeah, this is this well, is for spaghetti in particular. Okay, all right. Yeah, 
What kind of apps would you go with a taco salad type of thing? Chips Ooh. and salsa? Uh, it's nah, really I the only appetizer. cheese, you know. There's you want not... some queso in there? Uh, yeah, you wouldn't want to do chorizo. Well, and you don't want to, like, you know, you don't want queso on... Uh, yeah, you don't no. want to burn anybody. No. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, you know, keep keep it simple. Something. Do you keep the tortilla chips off to the side? Or do you place the tortillas, uh, tortilla chips... Like, somewhere in their body where you just grab one off and dip it into their navel. Ooh, uh, no, you stay away from the hard stuff, because those break, and then they'll cut you or poke you. Uh, you know, stick with the soft point. tacos. That's you fair. Know, or the, the flour tortillas. Keep it, you know, unless you're into the rough stuff, then <laughs> and crunch it up, you know? Yeah, because when I roll around in the bed, I really like a good crispy, crunchy kind of feel when I do it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, after you're done, you're not rolling on tortilla shells. Right. Tortilla. Yeah. No, I like the tortilla Crumbs. bits. I mean, it's, it's crunchy. It's, okay. Yeah. But, and definitely stay away from the uh, porno genres. You know, no pizza, sausage pizza. It's been, it's been played, played out. out. Exactly, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, I, that's how I feel about the chocolate thing. I mean, it's just been played out, and it's really yeah. messy. <laughs> oh, it, it's incredibly sticky. See, but... guacamole and sour cream stays in the place that you put it. I never would have thought about that with spaghetti, though. That's uh, that's an interesting new take. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, too, you close your eyes, and you know, it's like it's like going through wet hair, or thick hair, or, <laughs> you know. And if you if you got it the perfect al dente, it'll stick if you throw it against the wall. You know, it's good for easy cleanup. It is. Uh, uh, if it stays where you put it. Mm-hmm. And you can draw intricate designs on it. So. It's like that Bruno Mars video where he just makes the, the little the tape into, little, into the girl that he likes a lot. Boy, that was a dumb reference. You know what? I'm yeah. sorry I brought but that up. You could also wrap it around your, you know, Peter, just whatever, you know? Okay, now, now we're into another. Do you often refer to it as Peter very often? Oh, no. I, I give it all sorts of names. It doesn't have one defined name. If you if like if your lady names it, it's like it sticks. It right? sticks. Well, it not only sticks, but it, like it diminishes what you can do with it. Like if your if your dick is always Peter, Peter gives a certain connotation, mm, and Peter yeah. can only do so much. It's kind of a weak name, right? Yeah. But yeah. you know, if you're calling it the Beast or Javier, like. That's going to be something strong or something spicy, you or know. like Sean or something. <laughs> yeah, well, Sean sounds like you'd be a helicopter just around. <laughs> Maybe get out the microscope and the worst play is detective. If they were to be like, "Oh, hey, little buddy, <laughs> there you are." I see you again. Yeah. You know what? But the thing is, it's size ain't a big big issue. It's how you use it and what your lady can accept. You know. So right. I've been with women that you need a big old one to satisfy them, and others, you know, you're way too big for them. So it's just like, it's the right fit, you know, you gotta have that. It's like Goldilocks up in here. Right, right. This one's too big, this one's too small, this one's just good. right. This go. one's too hot, this one's too cold. <laughs> this one's just right. So Tom, I hope this answers your question, sir. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to write yeah. in. And And... No porridge, all right. Just because we said three Goldilocks doesn't I mean we said. I'm not no entirely porridge. sure what porridge is. I porridge think it's is like a type of soup, I believe. Or, or like cream stew. Of wheat, but okay, all right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I got nothing know. else. I was it's, just kind of wondering what porridge was. We have no way of looking this up, so we know not. Yeah. 
<laughs> only there was a device or a series of books that we could like look these kind of things up in. Right? Yeah. I don't have the world encyclopedias anymore. I lost that in the house fire. So. Boy, that's a that's a downer. Yeah, that yeah. was a downer, Carl. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, it was a ni- nice 1985 set, you know. Salesman did a good job selling it to my mom. So. And Ronald Reagan was still president. Those were the golden years. <laughs> the golden years so again so that answers kind of the question of you know when your house is on fire the first thing you go for isn't the set of encyclopedia britannica oh no okay it's the taco salad fixings <laughs> no it's your loved ones first pets second and then your you know your your family treasures huh all right well i think speaking of pets that actually leads us into a question right We do have a question involving pets. Okay. All right. Uh, Where do you draw the line when it comes to loving animals? This comes from the 618. That's all it says. Well, 618, uh, it sounds like you want to go visit a farm and do some bestiality, the way you phrase that. But in my opinion... But what if he's open and honest with the animal first? Still, no. Find yourself a nice lady. <laughs> Get on Tinder and tenderize them women. Like, That's what Farmers Only is for. Oh, Six one eight. Yeah. So, but no, like, loving an animal too much is if you're spending all your time thinking about it, all your money on them, and if you value them more than humans. So, I like the straightforwardness of that. I, honestly, I mean. There is yeah. no question this guy is not prepared to answer. Oh, the uh, ex-wife uh, loved the pets more than me, so that's why it was easy for me to answer. Ah, okay. Did you try, a, like, a furry outfit? Uh, not with her, but I have... Uh, this is completely off script, nope, but we gotta keep going. go down this. Keep going. I have, I have done a couple furries. Um, wow. So... It's it's a it's uh, you a, said a couple, not just one, <laughs> a couple. Yeah, well, just like not naming the Peter, don't stick to one animal. You know, like people <clears throat> people talk about their inner animal spirit. It's like you have a spe- uh, you know a sexual spirit too, and like depending on what furry outfit you put on depends on what animal you assume. You know, God help me for asking this. What were the animals? A lion and a bear. Okay. The bear was borderline looked like a dog. So it actually it wasn't was, believable. Well, it was believable to young kids, like, oh, that's a dog. But when you when it's bring your dog to the dog park or the ballpark day, and you're dressed in it, people assume it's a dog. But really, you take off the t-shirt and the poop scooper, you're a bear. So. <laughs> God, if we could clip that off. <laughs> when you just off it. the t-shirts <laughs> and the poop scooper. It's just a bear. <laughs> okay, so when you said a couple of furries, though, mm-hmm. were there multiple chicks who were into the furries that you've been with? Or was it one girl who you did multiple costumes for? It was multiple girls, multiple outfits. Where are you picking Where, up girls at, so, man? So, I, uh, I might have gotten my college education in a, a nice, well-known old party town called Carbondale. The SIU Dirty Dale. And it's an underground furry community. Uh, actually, no. I was just an above-ground furry. But... <laughs> 
there is a bar that there is an underground bar there. You got to be twenty one and over four, but they would no for the most part like no. I mean, you only really get to do it at like Halloween and party events and big galas. So they had furry night at these bars. No, uh, they did not. Okay, so. So, okay, so so you you two were into the furry thing, like it was your kind of quirk for a little. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm a furry. It's like, I'm a lion or I'm a bear. Like, okay. you know, you're assuming that animalness. You're like, you're just role playing. But instead of playing, you know, a steed or a knight, you know. Well, you would be playing you're, the you're, steed. Well. You, <laughs> <laughs> We drew the line off the love of the animal. <laughs> yeah, you know, just well, okay. assuming that your inner animal spirit and just, you know, like, have you ever roared when you're having sex? Mm, maybe I should. I have Try it. Make sure the kids are away, but just roar like a lion. So do you keep the costume on you, when you're... You do as much as you can. Um, I don't know if you've ever mascotted or furried, but those things are incredibly hot. Like, you mean hot, Temperature-wise. Temperature-wise, yeah. I mean, most of those are 100% polyester. They don't breathe. So, like, you're sweating. And obviously, if you're in a sexual exploit, you're really sweating and exerting yourself. So, it gets pretty hot and pretty steamy and sweat quick. So, most of the time, you zip it off and... Now, there is a... I'm going to come back to that question. Is there a, um, a like, is there a trap door for you to, like, you know... Depend, it depends. It depends on the outfit. Most of the time, there is not. Because if you think about mascots, they are a representation of something bigger and grander than the everyday life. That's why the heads are huge, and they're stacked up you know right. most most of the people that do professional mascotting are like five six like 120 130 pounds they're really small people it's just the outfit makes them so large uh that's actually why i wasn't allowed to mascot in college because i was too large huh you so, couldn't you weren't the saluki then I, I was not i had an opportunity to do so but when i went in they were like you're too large for the outfit wow because they have a height requirement for it so. so when you were the lion, uh, mm-hmm. was the uh, girl at the time was she like Dorothy? Was she like Scarecrow? Oh uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go Wizard of Oz. Like okay, I, I kind of try staying away from those type of drugs. It's more just it was just I'm a lion and I'm devouring my prey. Like ah, you know, I just let out the inner beast. Like huh. you know, you're ripping, you're clawing, you're scraping, you're roaring. Like no. I think, I, I could be wrong, there's a term for when large groups of furries get together and just, like, petting each other. And it's something like snifting or uh, scritching or something like that. Are you familiar with this term? Uh, you know, I haven't actually, like, delved into the furry terms in mm-hmm. a long time. But, yeah, there is something similar to that. They do, there's certain lines of furries that do follow more animal instincts where it's, like, Oh, let's go sniff each other's butts or smell or prance around. So, those called bronies. I don't know what those are called. 
No, because uh, I have a great shirt somewhere. <laughs> I think that uh, would fit for bronies. <laughs> if I keep striking out, I keep getting to wear it. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. it was the Nickelback is my jam shirt. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, not that one. Mm-hmm. Bronies don't dig the Nickelback. It's too hard. Too That's hard. a T-shirt right there. <laughs> bronies don't <laughs> dig the Nickelback. <laughs> to start a whole line of T-shirts. <laughs> Uh, 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 Start with Dude Pantry, go down to, uh, to this. You could have given me a million guesses, and Carl being involved in a past furry experience, I, I would never have... No, it's Mad Libs. It's, yeah, it is Mad Libs I, at this I, point. I, I definitely in the black sheep of my family, and they, they don't know a lot of my uh, my history. Well, luckily they, no one they, listens they, to this, so... Yeah, no. <laughs> Fortunately, though, we're going to send this to Sean, and he will play this at every family get-together. It's pretty much so. Thanksgiving yeah. listening material now. Uh, pretty much. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. No, that's not a furry one on YouTube. But... Anyways, no, he's got a bunch of, quote, blackmail that he thinks, but... <laughs> I mean, he's your brother. He wouldn't use it, would he? No. He, most of the time, he just plays it just to, like, get a rile from his friends or just kind of dig at me every now and again so but you know as much as he picks on me or tries to you know it's a sign of respect you know it, i'm still his big brother i would say you're the older brother right right yeah, so he tries being the smarter one but it's it's he just tries to own big shoes but then you remind him you're the engineer uh, i'm done architect yeah uh not licensed but I do dapple in it, so. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm really a jack of all trades. Really. <laughs> I, I haven't really mastered anything except myself. So. Haven't we all? Well, we have a couple yeah. more time for a couple more questions. Uh, Andy, do you have another yeah. one over uh, there? <laughs> I do. <clears throat> this is not really a question. It just says, stop tickling me. Just stop. It's not hot. Signed, 618 as well. Oh. Well, tell her to come out here and I'll take her. Maybe you're not tickling her right. Let, let's talk about the body. Where, like, where, where's the tickle zones that you go for? Where's the tickle zones I actually zones don't go, go for, for tickle zones. Uh, but if I were to approach Kristen and attempt to tickle her, it'd be mostly in the feet area. Oh, Well, see, there's your mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't tickle there because if you think about tickling... Most people want to get away from it. So if you tickle at the feet, that's going to make them jump and like bounce out. That's why I'm saying you got to hit the tickle zones. You hit them in the hips or something, they might go forward, go sideways, kind of direct them in what you want. No, that makes sense. So what other tickle zones? So it's hips and well, it, it all depends on the body. You know, everybody, but everybody's body is different. Like for me, I'm not ticklish, so I think that's why I get an extra sense out of tickling. Because I know if you try retaliating and tickling me... It ain't going to work, It's huh? not. Mm. So it's it's all about knowing the body and where they're ticklish. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even tickles. It's sometimes just sending cold chills through them. I will agree. The uh, the hips move right there, man. That's that's the spot right there. Yeah, you never go feet. Feet is a terrible move. Because no. then you're just going to end up getting kicked in the face, right? Right. If you're going to tickle feet, make sure they're already bound up. And then it's more of a it's more of a torture than an actual tickle. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So because the feet are incredibly ticklish, and that's yeah, you gotta 
you gotta work your way up to the feet, huh? Yeah, you, you want, like, the point of tickling is just to kind of, like, get stuff loose and flowing. So, hit them at different zones, and it just kind of gets them different places. Like, the armpit might lift them up a little bit, and then you might go to the side, and then they cower back down. Like, you kind of just get them flowing. I just feel like there's a lot of elbows going in my face. <laughs> well, you know, like, you could put on some helmets and knee pads and try roller derby style. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, fair. I mean, it's like an elaborate dance, right? It really is. If they're is. doing this, and you're poking the hair, and they're moving the other way, it's like an elaborate dance. That's the whole point of lovemaking. It's a dance, <coughs> and finding what dance you're dancing to, if it's steamy salsa, if it's slow dancing, you know, if it's ghetto booty grinding, like, you know, it's it's all a dance. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I have I have one. Oh. Also oh. quick and to the point. I'm sad. Fix me. Signed, Beardface from Softball. <laughs> well, Beardface, <laughs> give me a call, man. We'll go get a beer. Are you going to give out your digits right over the uh, internet Ooh. here? <laughs> no. See, I listen to the radio station, this local radio station. Anytime they give out their number on the, the over the air, they get dick pics. I mean, Beard Man, if you want to send me your dick, I... If you want a rating, I'll rate it, but if you just <laughs> looking for, like, if that's an enticement to come over, like, I don't know, just, if you're sad, why are you sad, and how can we do to change it? I assume you're talking about KZK, right? Like, 102.5? No, it's actually uh, 105.7, the point. Uh, ah, okay. So, it's right. it's called Pressure Look. They ask an incredibly simple question that almost anybody would, on a regular basis, know. But there's so much pressure and stigma being on the radio or like, oh, if I get this wrong, like thousands of people are going to send me dick pics. Like people overthink it. and Like what's the difference up. between a Phillips head and a flathead screwdriver? Yes. Huh. Like, you know, just incredibly simple stuff like that. Well, our, our last question, I think, of the evening here. Okay. Uh, comes from A.L. I went out for a night of drinking with my friends and uh, we were at a sports bar. After the night was completed, one of my friends challenged me to swim out to the middle of the pond behind the sports bar and see who could get there first. We stripped down to our underwear and swam out there. However, I lost my wedding ring in the process. Should I tell my wife or look into renting some diving equipment to look into it first? Help, please. Well, it's a very elaborate story. I've never heard this before. It's so specific. I feel really sorry that they lost their wedding ring. But you tell your wife you lost the wedding ring, but don't tell her how you lost the wedding ring. You know, because it's it's simple. You know, if you like take it off to wash your hands, or you know, it's getting colder outside, and it just you know you're hitting your hands and warm. You just don't. If you if you lost it because you just left it sitting there, there it just seems like you're careless, right? Oh. Where if you tell the whole story, you're just more of a dumbass. And, and so yeah. is being a dumbass kind of a little better? I mean, absolutely. Like your wife's gonna love you, and the fact that she calls you a dumbass means she loves you. What if she called you more things than just dumbass? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not this guy. I have no well, idea. Al, I suggest you. Uh, Go to a pawn shop and buy a, a temporary one and get your ass swimming and find that. Well, but I think that's what he was trying to get at by looking into the renting. 
you know, scuba diving equipment. Yeah, so but, he well, can... he was just renting the scuba equipment. Like, put on a, a, buy a fake ring until you get your ring. Hmm. I'm assuming it's just a simple gold band. I, I don't, or, I, what you know, if it's a really elaborate, well, not really elaborate one, but a brush, like, brush silver one that had, I don't know, maybe a silver, or a smashing pumpkins emblem in the middle of it, Ooh. or carved into the middle of it. Yeah, don't tell the Smashing Pumpkins that. So They're great live, by the way, if you ever... Oh, yeah, multiple times. I mean, I've never seen them. I don't like the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> That's okay. We all know you're into Nickelback. <laughs> but... Or my jam. But, yeah, uh, I mean, just honesty... So, honesty is the best policy in yeah, Carl's just, book. Just communicate, okay. you know? all right. I mean, that's been the whole lesson of tonight, I think, is communication yeah communication and honesty like you know bullshitting doesn't get you anywhere let your freak flag fly at the end of the day that's not your freak flag it's like it's part of you if if you if you demoralize and call it a freak like you're ashamed of yourself and good point you shouldn't be ashamed of yourself this is the most uplifting thing that's ever been said on this podcast (laughs) so you're saying shit end of the day you do you exactly you have to if you're not being you, then who are you? Wow. I, you know what? I think we got to end on that note. Yeah. So we're going to take a small break, and we'll come back for... Uh... This was an episode of Between Two Ferns. I mean, <laughs> Between Two Links. Between Two Links. That might also be the name of a gay club. <laughs> Starting up here... Between Two Links. Yeah. In uh, 2022... Uh... It's a hot dog parlor during the day, gay nightclub at night. My porch has been called that before. It's all the black lights that I have around. <laughs> and glow sticks. Yeah, and then I have a Ooh. box of glow sticks over there just for anyone who comes in Raving here. Raving is awesome. <laughs> Wear roller... If you've never worn rollerblades to a rave, do it once. You will be so forever changed. What? Okay. So now, I mean, I know we are going to take a small break, but I have oh. to, I, now this is just opening up to our questions because you went to the, you knew you were going to a rave, I guess, at the beginning of the night, right? Yes. And okay. You, and you go, all right, I have my nice jeans. I have this like fishnet shirt. You're not wearing no. jeans to a rave. So right. to put it into context, it was a rave on a Halloween weekend. So it was dressed as Halloween and go to this rave. So you were roller roller girl? I was. I was actually te- well, I wasn't I was Terry from Reno 911. Oh, oh, all right. You know what? Now this the context helps. I so, like this. Yeah. So, well, um I've never been good inline rollerblades. Always had to have the four wheels. That's what I had. So these had rubber stoppers. Well, we left our hotel and to take a shortcut, we cut through a construction zone. By the time we got through the construction zone, I lost my rubbers. Like, there, I had no stoppers on my skates. Right. Okay. So, that's the only way to, like, stop with those skates. So. You lost well, both of them or one of them? Both of them. Wow. So, all night, I'm like, I lost my rubbers. There's no stopping me. And just. God, how many times around. have I said that? And just skated around all night. You know? It, it's one of those things. You're at a rave. There's tons of people. You're dancing. There's fingers are flying in every uh, hole. Exactly. Wandering so, so hands. So much going on. You know, it's just like 
man, I'm getting so hot. <laughs> I'm on rollerblades. Let me take a lap and cool down. That cools you down? Yeah, you get the wind in your hair and just, you know, you're free. I have to tell you, I, the smell in a rave must be horrific. <laughs> See, the thing is, you just, you, you lose the, you shut that down. Like, you don't even think about the cells. It's, it's the sights and the sounds. And that's the biggest part of the rave it's, how much this, ecstasy are you on at the time? Oh, uh, actually, in those days, I wasn't taking any ecstasy. That was pre-ecstasy? <laughs> that was pre-ecstasy. I was, uh... He only takes ecstasy now on game days. <laughs> uh, no, I, I take that when, after game days when me and Rob are hanging out. <laughs> That's another thing, too, Rob. Like, hey, man, I got some X. You want to come play? Oh, so. God. <laughs> You know what? I've never been to a rave, much less on roller skates. And now, like, I feel like I've missed out on a huge chunk of the human experience. Yeah, but it, it's... They don't... We're in the Midwest, and unfortunately, there's not good raves. There's... <laughs> but, shockingly enough, this was in uh, Nebraska, in the uh, state capital. When I think raves, yeah. I do think Nebraska, actually. But yeah. in the uh, in the state capital. Well, it wasn't in the state capital, but it was in the oh. state the the cap the, the capital, capital of Nebraska. Oh, so yeah. not in the capital building. You were just no. in Lincoln. You, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was in Lincoln. Yes. <laughs> you were in the rotunda of, of the state capital, just. Dude, <laughs> rolling the, balls, man, just rolling balls. Five state senators got together. Let me tell you what. <laughs> we were ecstasy, furries, rollerblades, you name it, man. Wandering fingers. Wandering fingers. No, see, the thing is, your fingers don't wander. Like, if you're on ecstasy... No, they know where they're going. Well, exactly. Like, when you're on ecstasy, like, you are a part of nature, and the cosmic feelings just come through like if the wind's blowing you're going with it like your hands aren't wandering they're just going with the flow of life i want to spend one day in your life i know right like <laughs> just, just one day not a lot because i think it'd be too much <laughs> but one day in carl's life that'd be great I, you should I, sell this as an experience well i actually in my uh, retirement days i am going to be writing a memoir and it will include other stories of other Schwartzes. So I've got a fifth cousin who was like a brother, like a best friend. We shared, we literally were next to each other in the same locker from sixth grade on. And even after college, tons and tons of stuff. But like, you would have thought we were like brothers or twins, how much shenanigans we got into. Our one cousin, you guys kept saying, oh, I wish you were smart. Like, I'm the dumb one in the family. Uh, where one cousin got a 35 on his ACT, not even trying, full ride to school, and within a year got kicked out. And you talk about a furry, he wore a banana suit to meet his girlfriend's parents for the first time on homecoming weekend. So, like... So, is he a dipshit? No, actually, he is brilliant. He actually like, but he, brilliant and dipshit is not like mutually exclusive, though. Right? I mean, like, yeah, you can be both. No, he he just he's just super smart, and he's like me. He enjoys life, you know. Like in that case, fun, God bless him. It, it, this is fun. Let's go do it. Like, what's holding me back? Is he still with this girl? 
No. <laughs> it didn't take? Uh, unfortunately not. He, he was too free-spirit. And also, he got put on academic probation that first semester. And second semester, he was kicked out. Shockingly enough, he spent more time at strip clubs because his fraternity brothers were paying him to do his homework. His fraternity brothers were getting A's on their papers and classwork because he was doing it for them, but he was forgetting to do his own. So, huh. I mean, but he was also then spreading the wealth by helping to put all those strippers through college too. Yeah, he's really he doing that. Yeah. doing the, a community service, doing the Lord's he really work, did. So. doing the Lord's work. Yes. Pastor Rob would be proud of this man. <laughs> I am really glad we didn't break about ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, honestly, I think if we could just follow Carl around for a day in his life, I think it you would guys be... would be kind of pretty bored with my everyday life. It's it's actually my past life. If we had a time machine. Tuesdays, Tuesdays <laughs> are when I cut loose. Yeah, well, it, it was Mondays. So, actually, uh, one of the best things of softball, I don't know if you guys noticed, is I always had to ride with the girlfriend because she would always drive me home on Monday nights because I wasn't able to drive. And she enjoyed that because we'd go to Jack in the Box or we'd call her mother and just... I like to get hammered and call my wife's mom, too. I know. Wait, where was this story going? Was this like a... No, just like like tonight, just a casual conversation. That's just what it was. But, like, I don't know, she just... She enjoyed bringing out just the extra of me. The extra the of Carl. extra of you. Yeah. All right. Well, Carl, you need to grab another beer. We're going to take All a right. quick break, and uh, we have uh, one, more, uh, one more segment uh, of thing we like to do with every guest that comes on. We have uh, a, a list submitted to us of the top 50 questions of women's health from women's health. Questions to get to know your best friend better. Yeah. And so we just like to ask everyone who comes on one of these one questions. One of these questions. Hmm. And it helps strengthen the bond. So, you know, uh, we'll try and avoid the ecstasy, furry, whatever questions and, you know, get to the hard-hitting stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be right back in just a minute. Tickle break. And uh, if you didn't stick around for all of segment two, boys, you missed out on Radio Gold. It was fan-freaking-tastic. Thanks for coming back for segment three, which probably won't live up to segment two. I don't know how it can. I, I mean, it's it's a Carl segment, so it's going to be great. So uh, thanks for sticking with us, and thanks for joining us tonight, Carl. By the way, uh, you know, we usually talk about what we're drinking on tonight, right? That's uh, true. Porch beers with the links. Uh, Carl, you're oh. a Coors Light man tonight, huh? Yeah, I didn't know it was Porch drinks. If I knew that was the name, I probably would have brought some different drinks over. Uh, oh, no, it's just Porch beers with porch the links. Porch beers with oh. the links. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. that assumes then that you haven't listened to the other 19 episodes. <laughs> Damn it. Man, one less. No, actually, uh, my publicist reached out to me and said, hey, I got this gig. You want to come off? <laughs> it pays in. It, it, laughs it, and giggles. Yeah, like, you know, it'd be good. You know, but hey, you know what? You can have twenty-seven percent of the profit from this episode. Ooh! Wow! 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 That's wow. actually fantastic. Uh, yep. Publicist, you're not listening to that because you're not getting a cut of it. So. <laughs> if, if this ever goes mainstream, Andy, you may regret that. I decision. said from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was very clear yeah. about that. 
No, I actually have a beer fridge at home, and it's uh, actually jam-packed right now with a little bit of everything. Um, just finished up some North Carolina ciders that I had from this fall. Yeah. Um, I had that for dinner, and then um, got a steady case of Coors, and then Miller, um, the uh, girlfriend's dad and mom came over, so had the beers that he normally has. And then I had some Yingling in there. I enjoy Yingling. Mike's. Um, root beers. So the in-laws are over, and you got you're, you're like, guys, sorry, I gotta go, gotta go be on this dumb podcast. <laughs> I gotta go podcast. <laughs> oh no, th- th- this He's... was this was like two, three weeks ago. We had uh, had them over for dinner and stuff, so made them uh, some balsamic chicken, and we had some red wine, and nice. Yeah, it was it was a nice night, you know. Nice. So now, do you go Coors? You got Coors Light tonight? Yeah, I, I'm traditionally a Coors like. Probably one of the better ones is actually like Coors Original. Yes, I agree. But Coors Banquet, I gotta, it's a great beer. It is. It, it's so solid, smooth. It goes down so well. It just problem is the calories. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's. I mean, if you're drinking beer, you probably shouldn't be worried about calories. Yeah, you shouldn't. But you know, at the same time, it, it adds. I mean, I got a beer gut for a reason. Me too. And it's not because of stretching. Yeah, or you know, so. But again, if it, you're drinking beer, do it for the damn taste. I hate. That's right. why I hate Michelob Ultra. It appeals to people being like, "Oh, I'm watching my carbs. Oh, I'm watching my calories." Just drink beer because yeah. you like it. Tastes terrible. It's yes. literally it it's water. Terrible. There's not much flavor to it. No, actually, I'm a huge, huge fan of Hefeweizen's, mm-hmm. the wheat beers. You know, because those you can get the coriander or the wheat or the lemon. You know, you can mix it up with the flavors, and you actually get good substance absolutely ipas are great as well those are solid but they're not it's my jam they're trash what the problem is with the ipas they come on strong and it's like all right can i have a lot can i have a little most of the time it's kind of hit or miss and the microbreweries out there ipas are one of the hardest to like hit a good finesse to so i agree with the microbreweries like ipa they're garbage most of the time that's why when you find a good one you stick with it which i have the new belgium v2k ipa again tonight it's my go-to beer voodoo ranger it's god voodoo ranger is just the best they're just the best they really are like they are incredibly solid like i I enjoy a great heineken every now and again but so uh deadspin did a best worst beer article of the it was like the top 30 best cheap worst beers that you can buy Ooh, are we gonna play like a guessing game on this as to <laughs> no i mean this is what's like the top five all right eight top, years old top oh. five all right andy give us initials and we're gonna guess uh i only remember the top three okay top three number three these are, are the best talking? worst mhl was number three miller, miller highlight Boom. yes which is what i'm drinking it's tonight. a champagne of beer <laughs> it is like honestly i've had so many fantastic nights on that beer because it's light, it's crisp. You know, it is. I, it's, and, it, and it's in a bottle. You and it doesn't taste bad either. Like, it's not it just really water. Doesn't. It actually has taste to it. I'm like, it, like it's not Budweiser tainted Ultra. by Coronas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. if any beer that you have to add a fruit to to make it taste good is stupid. You mean like putting an orange slice yeah, on it? Yeah, putting an orange okay. slice on it. Like, Blue Moon is good by itself. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to put an orange slice it, it, on it. it. It's a about the lifestyle it's about the extra step like when you buy a blue moon you know you're getting a solid beer but it's adding that orange it's like putting that extra emphasis it's like when you're going out you're peacocking you know like you're putting on a nice tux yeah you know do you know what flavor of beer absolutely is the worst 
pumpkin beers. Uh, I do not like hey, pumpkin They can beers. just go God, take a walk awful. off a shit. They're terrible because it's not real pumpkin. It's the pumpkin flavor. They're awful. Uh, ginger beers float. Oh, ginger just, beer can suck it too. Just below those. Grapefruit, terrible. I like oh. grapefruit. You know what? Actually, the grapefruits aren't too bad. There's actually a citrus or adler out there that's phenomenal, but it's like 3% alcohol and it doesn't count. Okay, so number two on the list, I'm going to guess is it a Coors product. Coors or Coors Light? GB is the initials. And it's a very localized beer. Great Britain. No, it's a Minnesotan beer. Uh, is it that one Katie brings back for you? Always, yep. God, what is it called? Uh, Gil Gamesh. Bellamy. Grain Belt. Grain Belt. Grain, Grain Belt was belt. number two. Grain Belt is, it's a lot like High Life, but I tell you what, and it's the weirdest thing, it almost has a Fruit Loops. It's, it's, it's it. creamy, I would say. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird because it looks just like High Life or Coors yeah. or Bud Light, but it's got kind of a weird creamy taste to it. Hmm. It's great beer. And number one is C. Coors. Yeah. yeah. Coors was the, Coors Banquet was the best one on there. I'll be damned. Yeah. The, uh, I think the only one that I remembered was like number 10 and it was the beer that appears in Jaws. Uh, it's like a local Cape Cod beer. It's like, still light. Eh, it's like mm. Pawtucket something or another. Mm. It's the only one else I remembered because they drank it a lot in Jaws. Yeah. Well, for our local listeners, um, we're kind of, we're in, we're in an Anheuser, we're in an Anheuser bubble. We're you, very you, big in Maine. If you were born and raised in this area... You never knew it growing up, but you grew up in a bu- a bubble, and great beer was not alluded to you. Anheuser Busch ran this area like a mafia, which is true. And it's still run like a mafia, but it's getting a little better. It's, it's definitely getting better. Honestly, InBev buying out Anheuser Busch was fantastic because it literally came in, took the gangster that was Anheuser Busch, and chopped it off. And all the middle peons left and started their own microbreweries. And that's why we have a flourish of microbreweries. Yeah, and people were uh, introduced to other flavors. Like, you're yep. allowed to yeah. taste all these other flavors. Because, like, like, back sours. I mean, yeah. back even when I started drinking in 2001 officially, 2000 officially, officially. Mm-hmm. like, it was all just, you drank cheap beer. Because yeah. it was for quantity, not quality. Which is all that... Miller Life and our Miller Light and Bud Light and even Coors Light yeah. is made for. It's economics 101, you know. It, it's quantity over quality. But now, you're right. That's That opened the doors for the Schlafly's, the Urban Chestnuts, the Boulevards, Boulevards, Boulevards mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweetwaters, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Every, every <coughs> major city that could have a major league team of some sort has had a spike in microbreweries the last 10 to 15 years really every every major city you go to they'll have at least 10 to 15 microbreweries really yeah uh one of the best things if you are a beer connoisseur is it's called the tapped uh, app i'm gonna put a little plug in tonight about it yeah you know they literally have almost any brewery out there with almost all their brews out there and it is fantastic. You can look them, check them out, like, rate the beers. You can, you're like, hey, you know, that's the best thing. You go to places where they've got a thousand beers on tap. You know, go to your tap app and like, oh, well, this one has a five star. This one's got a three star. Like, 
all right, I'm going to pay the eight bucks and have the five star. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because there is a place nearby here, Andy, that has a great beer selection, right? It is the Mascuta Bowling Alley, who's our really? sponsor. Now, they, uh, they don't just have a great beer selection of all of your normal beers that you like to drink, along with, I believe there's a, a cider or three. Uh, but I also have all the pizza that you can eat. And you know what? You know, you work hard all day on a Friday. You're coming home from work. You don't want to cook. You want to go to Mascuta Bowling Alley and get yourself one of their delicious pizzas. I suggest, this is what I normally go with, mushroom and bacon. Because they take the whole bacon slice and put it on there. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. That is an underrated little feat on pizzas. Yeah. I like that. I that like is. That. None of that fake crumble stuff. Yeah. So Mascuta Bowling Alley. Yeah. I mean, it's... Go down uh, and get your pizza. Eight blocks from here. You... I think there's a sign at the four-way that just says Bowling Alley this way. It's in a neighborhood. You go over there, and if you type in uh, something, you get free... Porch beers? Yeah, you type in porch beers, and you get uh, free shoes. There you go. Whoa. Yep. hey Yeah. That's a good deal. Now, do they deliver? They do not. Mm, It's a three-person operation. They're not part of the Uber Eats, DoorDash, anything like that, But uh, you know what? You call them, so they open at 5, but you know what? You can get your order in ahead of time. If you just go to their Facebook page, put in your order, and they'll pre-make it so that you can pick it up at 5. Or if you want to show up early and bowl a little bit and uh, wait for your pizza, I recommend that. Absolutely. Now, Friday nights, they have leagues. Friday night's pizza night. But Saturday night's free bowl. Oh. Any old guy off the street can show up, maybe wearing a bear costume, do a little bowling. So, but again, you want to make sure it's a bear costume, not a dog costume. Right, because... So take off your shirt, get rid of the pooper scooper. And you're in. And you're in as bear. Yeah, absolutely. So, Carl, we like to do this thing called uh, 50 Funny Questions to Ask Your Friends to Strengthen Your Bond. This was uh, this link was pointed out to us by one of uh, one of our main listeners who uh, contributes to the show. Well, let's call him Brian D. And hey, thank uh, you, Brian D. He uh, he's pointed out this list of questions, kind of help us bond with our you know our guests for the day. Yeah, learn more about each other and grow as people. And each each week we ask a different question off of this list of fifty questions. And tonight, Carl, just for you, our question is. If you could choose a lifetime supply of anything, what would it be? Oh, Carl, I'm putting you that, on the spot. That is definitely on the spot. Can we and just loaded. can we x out dollar bills? Because that's too easy, right? Yeah. Like, oh no, I was I was thinking something else. <coughs> something has to be like food or like I was thinking food, use. something sexual, something drugs, something beer. Like you know, it's just ah, uh, a lifetime supply of pot. Well, I mean, jo- Josh isn't here. That would be his answer. But uh, love you, cuz. But uh, you know, ooh, that is a really good one. Cause, it, you know, that that's one thing. It's like it's a lifetime. So you're gonna have to think about all of the wrinkles, all of the aches and pains, all of. And we're not talking like you win a lifetime supply of of whatever, and they give you like fifty boxes a year. Right, like you, it's, you it's just actually, literally open the door. You push and it's, a button. There's a yeah. beer. Or hey, guys, I got I got this for you. You know, this is wow. Yeah, it, Carl's really this is kind of somber. Like, you guys, we're just talking about Mascuta Bowling Alley and their pizza. 
I don't live in Mascuda, but if I did, I might have to say Mascuda Pizza. Wow. The but nice since I don't, I like since I don't live there, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think a lifetime supply. It's just gonna be happiness. Oh, yeah. Come on. Hey, for the ladies out there, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, uh, satisfaction. Like, you know, I, I think a lot of us drink to escape, or we, you know, we do things to escape life because we're unhappy in one aspect or another. Or there's always a frustration. But, you know, like, I always sleep my soundest when, like, I feel like I've completed a good day. Like, you know, to feel of value that day but if it has to be of some kind of I mean, tangible happiness i think well, happiness but, is a well good but no that's kind of a cop but no, like it's something yeah. of actual like Some- substance <laughs> that somebody has to make or create or craft a good here buddy my I, goodness i think i'm gonna have so... to go i think i'm gonna have to go with beer you know that's yeah, impossible to argue with really yeah but, you know, because the, the thing is, beer adds up. Like, it is incredibly expensive. Like, if you're an alcoholic, I hope the listeners out there are not. But if you are, like, I can get through it. You can get through it. Call me, and I'll, you know, A is one option, but there's many other options. But there's but also Carl as an option. I am an option. Uh, you know, I, I've been through the classes. I, I've, I've, I've had the book, you know. Uh, it's, I've got friends that have got their 10-year coins or 5-year coins, you know. It's, but the thing is, most alcoholism isn't about beer. It's about escape. You know, you're escaping your life. So it's how can I escape my life? And most of the time, beer isn't the escape. It's most of the time hard stuff or incredibly cheap beer at high volumes. Your 40s and your, your really cheap, cheap beers. Damn it, Carl, you've really put life in perspective here in this I feel episode. closer yeah. now, yeah. actually. Yeah, you're right. I, well, this I is mean, twice now. You guys asked me, like, hey, how do, I, you know, how do I reach out to my dad? And I think <laughs> if you're going if, if to reach out to your dad, put yourself in your dad's shoes. How would I be a father? You know, how, could, you know, how would I reach out to my son? And if you could understand that concept, then you can reach out to your father. By the way, we will be putting Carl's cell phone number on our Facebook page after this, so everybody can, can reach out, reach out and contact him. You're more than welcome to. I do not have socials, so <laughs> guys, look. You can find me on the Facebooks, but uh, my is deactive. Like not accepting DMs. I am we can't not. just slide on into the DMs. No, I mean you can slide into my life, but like you just can't slide into my DMs. <laughs> okay, so. so Carl's choice is happiness and beer. I think so, because, like, the thing is with food, if there's one food that could provide any substance... You'll get tired of it after a while, right? You absolutely would, and pizza's a catch-all, but, like, if you say pizza, that's kind of a cop-out, because there's so many different varieties of pizza, and just like there's beers, like, you know, just like people, like, there's so much variety. You know, there's nothing wrong with comparing an IPA to a Hefweizen, or a Sour, to a Stout. Yeah. There's different beers, but they're all beers, just like people. You know, there's there's darks, and there's lights, and there's sours, and 
there's cheaps and there's expensives. There's, you know, everything in between. Like, but we're all people. We're all beers. Like, it's how you craft it and honor it and treat it. I mean, this is this has gotten deep to the next level now, Carl. I really kind of like this. Uh, I was expecting just kind of surface level stuff with this question, but you know, I was expecting well, you to like, say, well, if you "Oh yeah, I just want a lifetime supply of, like socks. you said, pizza or donuts or socks, nice warm new oh, socks." Yeah, so, socks. I mean, the whole concept of surface level, if you think about it, like pudding or curds, like all that stuff is. Who's looking it's for not a lifetime substance. supply of curds? The Kurdish folk from Iraq. Okay, oh, sorry. Ooh. Or people from that Wisconsin is who went fried cheese curds. Yeah, but, you know, like, scratching the surface is just, you know, it's not substance. It's just, it's it's a facade. You know, if you really, it's the meat and the bones that really define it. Like, if you look at a building, you can put a hundred different facades on a building, but there's only so much structure you can give it, and there's only so much life you can actually put into it. I'd like a lifetime supply of pizza. I, <laughs> I'd like well, a lifetime supply of Carl Wisdom. Mascuta Bowling Alley has you on the hookup for the pizza. Uh, Carl Wisdom, you know, it, it's not it's not wisdom. It's just living life. You know, I feel like you guys are tapping into me tonight for, you say wisdom, but it's not necessarily wisdom. But it's just life experiences. Like, you know, like, put yourself out there. Like... If you're afraid to See dance, what happens. yeah, go dance. You know, yeah. step out of the shower, drop the towel, and, and see you, what happens. Exactly, See Rob if D, that's you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> See if your catcher wants to. You know, Andy, I I'm not going to follow that up. I'll follow you up. So, Andy, what do you got for your lifetime supply? Get pizza, I like pizza. Um, <laughs> so. Let's go existential first, much like the happiness. Okay. I would like an endless supply of Friday nights. Because Friday nights is the best night of the week. Mm, That's mm. game night. It's the night where I go and have margaritas and Mexican with the Jergens Myers. It's, uh, it's a free night. Like, you get done with work. You get off. You got nothing. Your whole weekend's ahead of you still. Like, you, there's nothing to do on Friday. Well, there's a lot of things you can do on Friday night, but it's all fun stuff. There's never work on a Friday night, right? It's the start of the weekend. Yes. And so we go, we get food with the Jergens Myers and we go play some nerd games afterwards. I stay up till like all of like 12:30 and 1 now and like uh which used to be like Which used to be like, two used to be 30, like 3. Right? Yeah. Uh the 30s when I was in my 30s, man, I could stay up till 3 and be fine the next day even with small kids and now I'm like shit, guys. It is twelve fifteen. I'm, I'm gonna out. be rough the next day if I stay up much. No longer. more. No more beers now, man. Uh, I mean, the fact that you're making it. So, if you're quote a factual person, the fact you're making it to twelve fifteen by clock standards, that's actually the next day. So it is. So right? you're actually like staying so, up till the next day. Ooh, that's right. So you're not old. No, thanks, bud. You know what I think is helping with that long youthfulness? Uh, Other than cutting loose on Friday nights is the pizza you've been eating at the Mosquito Bowling Alley. No, it uh, definitely helps one area of my yeah, life. He, I mean, he <laughs> is gut. just hitting these I know, posts we... on the live reads. It's great. It's yeah. great. Shit. God, Carl. And especially once you taste that pizza, man, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. love it. So Mosquito Bowling Alley <laughs> said, you know, I'll see your twenty seven percent. I'll give you. Free pizza and two percent. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll take it. 
you know, so, well, let's go down and scooter bowl. <laughs> so now, you know, that's existential, like, eh, Friday nights forever. Now, yeah. if I could have an endless supply of one real thing, it would be someone doing the dishes. Oh, wow. I get tired of doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. It's huh. not fun. Yeah. I want to, I love making dinner. I like eating dinner. I don't like cleaning up dinner doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me as like all the chores, but if I didn't have to do it, that would be one awesome thing in my life. It's my more annoying chore. Kids, if you're out there, <coughs> do the dishes for your daddy. Yeah. So, of all the chores, doing dishes is the worst? Of all of mine, I don't, I dislike handling the dishes all the time. I hate dusting. I don't I dust. dusting. Don't dust. God, well, I mm. don't now. I don't. That's for suckers. Dusting uh, is for suckers. Mm. T-shirt idea. Yeah. Dusting is for suckers. Big Pledge just told us a long time ago (laughs) that we're supposed to keep our houses dust-free. I have three cats, a dog, and a Henry. There's no way I can keep my house (laughs) dust-free. Yeah. And a Henry. Well, the less things you fill your house with, the less you have to dust. You know, if you don't hang posters and pictures and things on the wall and knickknacks and but aren't that, dressers isn't and that stuff. who makes you you so then no it's it's the lady that decorates the house oh, that's typically. not entirely true like my uh Did you, are you the my game room no 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 but oh, okay. my game room is filled with all my autographed baseballs and my oh okay. pictures so, of star wars shit and all kinds of stuff yeah. so like well, you need to put that behind glass like that way you don't have to dust it well i mean they're in cubes but the cubes oh, still get all dusty that's true you know no one else is walking by and you know, dusting off my Ryan Ludwig autographed baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or my Adam Kennedy autographed baseball. <laughs> I mean, oh. you paid five bucks for that. Man. I did. I paid $13 for the ball and, and then five, five for the autograph. For the autograph. So, yeah. That's a steal. Yeah. I mean, I could actually probably use the baseball to actually play baseball with now. Yeah. Well, Be more useful. I mean, your kids are getting about the age of where, you know, they might want to reenact the Sandlot. That's true. Have you ever thought about remaking it? Well, with Adam Kennedy with the, yeah, Adam Kennedy and yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think the problem is that they have hard time. Actually, it'd be easier to find Adam Kennedy now than Babe Ruth back in 1950 when that movie was made. Yeah, because mm. you just Instagram him and be like, "Hey, dude, here's my dog ball that got chewed up." <laughs> As opposed to in 1950 when Babe Ruth was already dead. I think he. Mm. Yeah, no, it was, like it was the neighbor that played in the Negro League. Right, That yeah. had Babe's and, respect. And the and, whole... And no. that was the whole, like, adultism of yeah. the Sandlot, was the fact that, like, they were paying homage to the Negro Leagues and, like, Homage or homage? Well, I guess it depends on what side of the tracks you grew up on. But, <laughs> I mean, is your pinky out or is your pinky in? Do you even have a pinky? Left or right side. Uh, uh, there's you know, so many divisions. Right side. Coffee or tea? Uh, I mean, uh, what? Uh, where do you fall? That's true. Like, my uh, boss actually is having a tea coffee chat next week to discuss some of the new business strategies that came out this week. That sounds something I would hard pass on. I wish I could, but it was my boss, so it's like... Except, don't you uh, uh, have a, uh, an important meeting at the same time? Uh, I wish I could have uh, played that card, but unfortunately, like, my boss sees my schedule. What if you get over there though, and you're like looking for the bathroom, and you discover like an armadillo costume in his closet? Uh, armadillo costume would be pretty fun. You know, you could just tuck and roll. Like, yeah, that's fair. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, no, but that's good. If that's cool. I had yeah. armadillo costume, I'd probably actually take like a 55 steel drum, <laughs> rip it, and turn that for the shell. Hmm. So that way you could actually true hard roll it, you know? This is this is engineer architect talk, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Uh, th- this yeah. is just like uh, experience rolling. Like, you know, you don't want like a, a soft gray. Like, do you want to be hard armor? Like, make it steel. Make it, you know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, Dave, what is your endless supply of? All right. So now I have to go with you guys with the existential thing. Yeah. And nobody saw my air quotes. Uh, <laughs> no cameras caught it on the live feed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you all pointed to them uh going off of your friday nights thing dude it's it's nights like this it's nights uh where me and you get to get together bs for whatever two hours hang out with random friend and just shoot the breeze for like for forever it's it's great stuff endless nights of those on board coupled with with before that, you know, I, I get to go to my daughter's basketball game and hang out with the family with you and mom and dad and, and Audrey's out there performing her heart out out there and, and, and Natalie and Lindsay. Collecting fouls. Collecting fouls, just like clocking opponents left and right. Mm-hmm. So you want family time where your daughter's beating other, other people. Yeah. That's what, that's what you're craving. That's what I want. Oh. That's what I want. End of the day. Nice. No, so, so that... I mean, nights like this, this is great. I mean, we get to get together and talk for uh, two hours, almost paid. You know, we're getting there, right? Almost paid. Almost yeah. paid. And, uh, you know, get joined with Carl. And uh, it's a good time, man. It's a good time. Uh, non-existential thing. I mean, God, how do you go against beer, right? Endless supply of beer. Is good hard to beer. With. Or, again, I know Carl mentioned this earlier with the... You know, if you're drinking the harder stuff, maybe you have a problem. No, man, no, no. That's not what I was implying. No, no, no. No, no. That's, no, that's, that's not what I was saying. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you're an alcoholic, beer, like, you're not drinking beer all the time. Like, you're drinking like the hard nuts. stuff all the time. <laughs> you, the thing is, you'll drink whatever. If it's Listerine... Because that's got it. Listerine. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, Listerine has a good amount of alcohol in it. You got some fresh breath, and you get your alcohol. Um, there's also vanilla extract. Um, if you're if you're doing vanilla that... Vanilla extract. It hurts, but it's got the alcohol in it. Have you gotten to that point, Carl? Uh, let's just say I've tried it. So, I mean, but, like, I, you just like, hit the NyQuil. I, see, the thing is, the NyQuil is so low... But you're also taking other drugs. Like uh, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I don't yes. want drugs. I just want booze. So vanilla extract has more than Nyquil. Yes. Wow. But the Nyquil has you like, like codeine something. or something in it. Or... Uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of. It's, oh, I love it, a Nyquil night. But, oh God. The, and the thing so is, the, the DTs, mm-hmm. they're rough. The so, DTs. The delirium tremors. Like, uh. it, like, it's exaggerated in the movies, but it's no joke. Like if someone has Parkinson's. And it's just, it's a shake because it's the craving. It's a real thing. And if you are at that point, like, seek out help. Honestly, like, I've been there. I've had friends that have been there. Like, if you're at that point, life is not good for you. And you're going to die. Like, like I know shit, people. if you're hitting a vanilla extract. And you're yeah. going to, wow. 
So, all right. It, all right. So then, guys, if you need to reach out to somebody, 618-558-4633. That's my number, not Carl's. Oh, sorry. My bad. So I will be terrible <laughs> at it. I'll be like, you just yeah. do whatever. <laughs> whatever makes you happy is fine. If, if you need, a, if you need to talk to Carl, put in the 618, the 420-2832. So... And he'll talk you off the ledge. I will. You know, it's there's always a better alternative. And, you know, feel free to send a picture of your love to him. It's true. Big or small. If you want a rating, just say, <laughs> what's my, you know, rate me. You know what's funny is that Carl is making Rob, who was also on the episode, seem like not the best person we've ever had. Like, he's making Rob seem like one of us. Yeah, we gotta get Rob and Carl on at the same time. No, they could just... Talk I mean, each other off. Me and you can just sit, sit back and back let, those and let two it happen. Guys go. This is going to be great. Huh. Well, that's that's the spinoff series, boys. <laughs> Porch beers <laughs> with the shorts and Dyer with Robin Carl. I was just, yeah, I was thinking Robin Carl. Like you know, was it Rob? Is it is it is Robin Thick or Big? What's the uh, what's that TV show? All the family. Pains. No, it was uh, Firefly. Uh, oh, you're thinking of Animaniacs. No, Tiny it's Tunes. Tiny ridiculousness. Tunes? Okay. Isn't it? Uh, what's the guy? It's Rob. Batman. And... No, it's a, the TV show is called Ridiculousness. Nope, never it's seen it. Starring uh, Rob McElhenney. No, it's some Rob Deerzik or something like some skater guy. Rob Deer, who hit 40 home runs for the Brewers. <laughs> Struck out a lot. Hit maybe 218. I have like 20 of his baseball cards from 1988. But he starred in a TV show. Kind of like Bob Do you, do you have Hooker. the full 88 collection? Probably. That's actually, Couple the times over. The 88 series is actually one of the higher rated really? series. Yeah, because you've got... Everybody Mag- had one. Right, but the thing is everyone had one, but you also had the 94, 93 baseball where people like got off of that because baseball wasn't around and then you also had the steroid scandal where people burned their cards because they were furious with it so there was almost there was an influx of it there were so many out there i also had the matt noakes rookie card in it oh 88 score matt noakes rookie card Mm -hmm. i think it's worth 10 cents no Matt I'm Noakes wouldn't give sure you 10 cents t- for his rookie card. <laughs> yeah. I actually think he might. <laughs> if he has 10 cents to his name right now. Well, you've never been over to his house. He's literally uh, wallpapered his house with, with, with his, his rookie card. Like, they were just slightly higher than the German Franks during World War II. <laughs> where he literally brought them in by the wheelbarrow and glued them to his wall as wallpaper. You know, this is like if you were on the uh, rookie cards that had the four guys on it, like the one that had Ryan Klesko on it, that was worth like a dollar twenty-five and back in like, the day. And you're one of the other three dudes. <laughs> you're like, dude, my rookie cards for a dollar twenty-five. Awesome. <laughs> my name's Pete. No last name. Just Pete. Yeah. Matt Noakes. What team did was he a rookie with? Tigers. Oh, sorry, I ruined it. No, he wasn't actually. Yeah, it was. That was the, was Yankees. the Yankees. Yankees. Man. Is this a Mascuda legend? No. He's no, this is just random me and, baseball. Me and Dave oh. have a weird, intense knowledge of baseball from 1986 to about 2000. Oh. Yeah. You name, like, starting lineups, pitching rotations. It's, it's really hard. dumb. No, that's actually yeah. a fantastic still set. Not, I mean, it's not as good Useful. as, like, rolling around on roller skates during a... Uh, I'd rather have done that. Uh. <laughs> it's never too late. 
<laughs> it's never too late. I actually, Andy, I'm going to go ahead, maybe go out on a limb here and say it's too late. <laughs> yeah, you I need cannot roller blades I cannot and go to a rave. Well, <laughs> they're, they're, they're the four wheels. They're the, I, I don't know, the quads. I don't know what the derby girls call them these days. What but, are the uh, cool kids calling them? Yeah, but no, they weren't, they weren't the blades. Like, blades are too fast. Like, you, you got to think 70s, like, circle fun. Like, you know. 70s circle fun. Like a bowl full of keys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Rob, where that's another option. <laughs> drop it, drop a bowl. But you know, um, guys, I know we just lost, but I got this bowl. <laughs> drop your keys in, see who you're going home with. <laughs> I got coal. <laughs> I gotta go home with coal. It was in St. Louis. There's nothing wrong with that. Drive that you far. know what though? Cole's got a very nice beard, and I'm sure underneath that T-shirt, once he takes that off, that bear will cuddle. Nips for days. Really? I don't know. I've never seen his nips. <laughs> oh. oh. We'll find out. Hey, Cole, if you're listening to this, send me a titty pic. You got my number. 618-420-2832. Let me know. Ah. Uh, I don't know where we go from here other than, you know what? We're going to have Carl back for uh, for another Ask, uh, Ask Carl Anything segment, and I it will be gold. I think he is just now Porch Bears with the links and Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> you're in Dolsky sorry you're out bro <laughs> when we have somebody out Carl's the fill in host yep oh it's uh, good stuff and we mandatorily have to have Rob come in now the next time I Carl's need, on yep I need an efficient in my life <laughs> what is what does he prefer minister pastor pastor Rob pastor Rob yeah. sexy Rob yeah cutie well, that's only on Kenai. Carl, thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, we really uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. So it's yep. it's been a good time. Uh, thank you to Mascuta Bowling Alley. Thank you to Andy for hosting tonight. And uh, guys, uh, we'll be back next week with another fantastic episodes of Porch Beers with the Links. Bye.